world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you.
Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Taglivia. I'm here with my partner in truth, my partner in funnies, Andrea, as always. And we're here to bring you the news and events of the morning. Today is November 15th, 2022. We wanted to start, or well, actually, I did it without any production opinion from Andrea just in a rush this morning. And I know it's hopium. It got me fired up. And I don't think all hope is lost. I think it was a nice thing to play because there's a potential for tonight to be huge. And that is in T-minus 12 and a half hours when Trump has his speech. Now, I think that it's important. I think that it is, regardless of what happens, you know, whether it's what we would love to happen or what we think is a little bit falling short, it does determine the path forward from here on and it's not going to be you know if it's not um meeting expectations of best case scenario that doesn't mean things are over i think it just means we have a different path to follow uh probably a harder more uphill path but the potential for liberal meltdown the potential for huge impact seems to be gleamed from trump and people around him for today's announcement at 9 p.m eastern time so we're awaiting that it's about 12 and a half hours in the future and just so you guys know that'll be right in the middle of tonight's daily dose with joshua reed as soon as trump walks out for that we are going to be switching over and live broadcasting that so tune in tonight to catch that and we'll see exactly what's going to happen and uh we're i'm looking forward to it and i'm still grasping that hope um that video is awesome that was by lauren eve uh L-A-U-R-E-N-3-V-E. You could follow her on Twitter and anywhere else. Uh, I think she's on Telegram and stuff like that. So please follow her. Great meme maker and uh, wonderful stuff. So good morning, Andrea. Good morning. Yeah, she puts out really phenomenal content. I really enjoy her stuff. Um, she always kind of has, you know, a message in there, right? And that's Absolutely. kind of... You know, and none of us really know what's going to happen. And all we can do is look at what's going on in the world and base our oh, is it eight opinions on that. Huh? I'm sorry. Oh. So, you know, I know that a lot of us have some really big expectations. And whether those expectations are met is really anybody's guess. Um things are not as they seem you know there's a lot of cover-up a lot of corruption in both parties it's not just the democrats the republicans are just as complicit in that yeah and all we can go off of is the narrative that they put forth right so um you know it's really it's hard to know how things are going it's hard to know who's winning who's losing i think that we can you know look at it now and see that the people who are really losing are the the individuals in all countries it's not just the united states yeah it's all over the world it's canadians it's south americans it's the europeans um asians it's all of us you know and the thing is is that people have forgotten that we outnumber them yeah a massive amount yeah but they they look at us and they treat us as if we're too stupid to govern ourselves. 
Right. And that's how they treat us. Um, and so the news that they put out and the information that gets put out and gets disclosed to the public is basically, it's very condescending in, in its approach to us um, because they do. They, they view us as nothing more than cattle. Um, we're just sheep to them. They could care less what happens to us, and they think that we're too stupid to think for ourselves. And we need to prove to them and we need to show them that we're not, that there's more fight left in us, that we're not just the cattle that they claim us to be, that we are intelligent human beings who are capable of making our own decisions and governing our own lives. And that's what we're going to do. And, you know, despite what happens, that's how I'm living my life. And I've never given up. You know, I don't need somebody to save me to live my life and do whatever the hell I want. I know what my rights are under God in this world. And that's it. And that's that. No matter what's going on around me, um, mm -hmm. that's my reality. And, oh, well, you know, too bad. If you don't like it, you could kick rocks. That's what I always say. Hey, and by yeah. the way, I named the show T minus 12.5 hours. It's actually eight and a half hours. Because I was doing math between Pacific time and Eastern time, and ugh, you know how that goes. Time zones. <laughs> uh, but the speech is at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is in the middle of uh, tonight's show. And Andrea, you're right. We are in charge here. The fact that we're being dragged through hell by any governing structures, especially NGOs and things, non-elected officials and things like this, is absolute horse manure. We are in charge. And that should be reflected in our uh, elected officials. And if it's yes. not, it should be dealt with immediately, which means you're out of here. We're getting somebody else in there. That's it. And that's that. No hoops to jump through. We the people speak. It happens. Boom, bada bing, bada boom, bum, bum. That's yeah. the way it should be. There's a, there's a lot of work that needs to happen to get us to that point. And um, we're certainly not going to get there if we stay as divided as we're going to stay. I mean, even now you look at it and all divided of a sudden there is a whole lot of controversy between Trump and DeSantis. And you've got a lot of people dumping a lot of money into DeSantis and his campaign for presidency in 2024. Not, I'm not going to say that he wouldn't be a good candidate, um, but you what you have is you have opposition that's dumping that money there to cause a divide in this country because you have people who are hardcore Trump supporters. You have people who are hardcore DeSantis supporters and you have um, the, this, a whole lot of middle ground where you have people that liked what Trump did while he was president, but don't like his ego, don't like the way he talks, don't like this about him, don't like that about him, think that DeSantis would be better. Um, and then you've got people who don't know which way to go because they see benefits to both of them, you know. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out and yeah. whether Trump and DeSantis can kind of team up together or not. Um it's anybody's guess, right? Yeah. And I but just, we do see, oh, what? go ahead. I was going to say, we see that divide. Yeah. And, and they're using it. They're using that divide to push it. And there's cracks forming now. And that's only going to further divide us. And so somehow we've got to figure out how to counteract that, that the divisiveness. And I think I know the answer. 
because I think it's a huge issue because we all know the old phrase, divided we fall. And boy, is that true, because if half of us are going to vote for DeSantis and half of us are going to vote for Trump in this kind of scenario, which I think might not even be the case in two years, but let's just say hypothetically, if we're split, maybe not even 50-50, but split maybe 30-60 or whatever it may be, and then that other half, who's Democrat, goes and votes for Joe Blow, no pun intended, um... Joe Blow's going to win, especially if they cheat a little bit, throwing a little bit of cheating. And that's not good, um, especially if nothing's done as far as our election system like was done over the last two years. I won't say nothing. A lot of people worked very hard to clean up their voter rolls in Georgia and in other states, Arizona. They worked very hard to make sure they had good elections this year. And it's not over yet. You know, it's not set in stone until December right? So we're waiting and we're just trying to be patient and see what the hell happens. That surface level, though, Holy mackerel, what is going on? And we just need to be patient. Don't make any rash decisions. Um, one of our Sorry. one of our family members reached out to me on online and told me something that I totally agree with, and that is the risk of 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 the risk of um, protest. You know. We have to be very careful if when when we protest, when we decide to, what happens while a protest is going on. And I'm not encouraging even protesting right now. Personally, I am right. not going to risk my safety right now, especially with how um, people are inserted to create violence and this these kinds of scenarios. It's real. So, you know. That path to me is very risky and dangerous and not mm -hmm. ideal. I just want to put that out there. Just be very wise about what you do, what you get involved in, and all this kind of thing. Because uh, it's not worth your life or your safety. Um, I'll no. tell you that. Well, you know what, though? I think there comes a precipice point. There comes a point where somebody might say, it's worth my life. And that's yeah. a very extreme uh, revolutionary type mindset that does happen to societies in history. And it, I'm not saying that it's impossible to happen again. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, be wise, be safe. Um, and all I that. think there's, you know, a difference there. You know, I had somebody here on election day ask me, um, they were trying to organize a protest in front of a judge's house, I think, uh, or at the idea. courthouse. And they're like, if we organize this protest, would would you participate? I said, nope, <laughs> not a chance at all. And that's kind of where it stands. That in order for me to to take to justify taking that risk, I want to know that something is highly organized. I want to know who's organizing it, who's paying for it how it's being put together, what the message is that we're sending. And um, really how many people are expected to be there. I don't, I, I and, and go ahead. Please. Even then I would have to really give it a lot of really good consideration to see if it's something that I would be willing to participate in, that I would be willing to take that chance in, um, you know, we see January 6th was, you know, as much as people like Hijack. to poo-poo it, it, it was it was a precipice moment for our country because it just went to show us that we do not have the right 
to protest against their agenda. Um, you have liberals that were standing in front of justices' houses threatening them, and they were allowed to get away with it. You have Antifa and BLM who were allowed to riot and burn and commit crimes, yeah. and they got away with it. Yeah. But, but standing up and protesting a stolen election or what we believe to be a stolen election in 2020 landed a lot of people in prison that are still sitting there today. Yeah, so hopefully so, there's another plan for this season. And yeah. I forgot to make the point when you're talking about being divided. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go out there, and I have, all right? I've gone out there on the corners and I've waved my flag around and all this stuff by myself just because I've gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't do it long, and then I watch my back. I make sure nobody's following me, especially near Seattle where you could get attacked or whatever, you know be pushed into a black van and driven off. But uh, I think, though, for me, rather than doing that, I would much rather come on here and help inform people and spread the information because that's really key. I don't think, and this is just my opinion, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think we all need to go out there and look at, look, you're in the middle of the country, I'm over here, Josh is on the East Coast almost, and... um, People here are in Australia, they're in Europe, they're in all these different countries. We're all separated. We have little, you know, whatever, we're in every state and Canada, whatever. You know, we can't all get together and protest at the same time. This, I think, a good protest instead of a physical protest would be a wallet protest. Vote with your dollars. If we all coordinated that way... Oh my gosh, the impact would be massive. It would be a silent war and it would be highly effective. Guaranteed. They cannot withstand that. They need their cash flow. I think that we all have a role to play in this. And, you know, it, you have to determine what your role is for yourself. You know, you can't have somebody, um, try to force you into doing something you won't want to do for me standing out and protesting and doing that is not my thing. That's not for me. Um, But I'm here. I'm here every day and I'm speaking the truth and I'm sharing it with you and I'm sharing my opinions and I'm bringing the news and I'm saying a lot of things that are pretty controversial in today's day and age. You know, I'm saying things that could put me at risk and well, put my family at risk. Controversial it, to the uneducated person or to the right. Not, not, I'm not talking about controversial to our audience. But, yeah. It's, um, yeah. Definitely, th- you know, and I, and I have to go to bed and wake up every day and realize that um, what I do, as inane as it seems, is still slightly dangerous. And I have to weigh that risk, you know, um, and I do that. And right now, for me, this is the best thing that I can do as far as speaking my mind and speaking my truth and waking people up and spreading the truth. Because we do have this media, this massive monster of a media that's out and they're spreading lies. Mm -hmm. And without, without people like us, we don't get the truth. Right. Because... The most important part about this is not just us telling you or me and Andrea telling each other and going through this and learning as we go. It's it's 
all of us, including me and Andrea, after the show, going to our 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 mother-in-law and our father-in-law and our friend and our neighbor and telling them what the hell we see and that information spreading like wildfire and it combats the fake news narratives that are going around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the most important part, man. Yeah, it's just to get the truth out there and and shed a light in this dark world and and hopefully come out in a better place tomorrow. Yeah, because it's all about educating and informing people and letting people know that it's okay to have a different opinion and it's okay to go against the grain. Isn't that as long wild? as you're educating yourself. This used to be kind of a a lefty idea. It's okay to go against the grain, right? Yeah. The tables and have shifted so much and things are so wackadoodle, wacky, wacky, crazy in Wonderland that here we are. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. True. <laughs> it, it, it's really. And we're discriminated against and shit on and kicked and beat up and um, victims yeah. of racism and all this stuff. And it's coming from the left. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, you look at what they're doing in in Ireland, right? Oh my gosh, nightmare! And imagine if that were to come to the United States. Oh, it, it, yeah, that's the that's the idea. I mean, if some kind of rules like that were were to come to the United States, people people say, "Well, we've got the First Amendment." No, we don't. No, we don't have anything. That's gone, and you've got judges out there who aren't who are not upholding the Constitution as it's written. And when you are in a situation like that, your rights and your freedoms are gone. Yeah, they're not going to acknowledge them. No. They have no moral. That's the point. They just override the system. So it's not it's not against the grain no. of yeah. possibility that, you know, things like that happen. So, and at that point in time, you know, people like Vince and I and Josh who are speaking this truth, it, it becomes much more risky for us to do this, you know, and maybe that's, maybe that's why we're here in this time frame. Maybe that's why, what our purpose is. And only we can know that. Absolutely. Well, what do you say we get into a little bit of news and then we'll end with another video. Let's do it. Um, finance. We talk Probably stagnant. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tonight, the big news tonight is Trump at 6 p.m. Pacific. But we're going to go through a couple things. Uh, Last night, Josh did a really good breakdown of the FTX scandal, which is a cryptocurrency, and Mm -hmm. how the uh, Democrats and crooked Ukrainians and Biden's, Biden crime family, etc., possibly even traffickers and such, were... Uh, funneling money through this crypto currency that was a multi-billion dollar success after just a few days of launch. Well, it came tumbling down and this article by the Gateway Pundit says, the cover-ups begin. Investigators at DOJ's corrupt Southern District of New York investigating FTX. You might say, oh, it's good. Yeah, investigate them. Get to the truth, right? It's like a murderer investigating himself. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like OJ investigating himself. 
um, which he didn't, he didn't need to do. But anyway, um, TGP reported on FTX this weekend with the most shocking news contained in this article attached below, which we covered last night. If you missed it, tune into that episode of the Daily Dose yeah. for November 14th. They say, we're still trying to piece put the pieces together. The FTX story can be summarized as follows. Last week, investors rushed to withdraw their funds from FTX, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, fearing that it was about to collapse. The company's owner, Sam Bankman-Fried, claimed there was no risk to the fund. That turned out to not be true. On Friday, FTX filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and Bankman-Fried stepped down as CEO. It has since been reported that at least $1 billion of customers' money has gone missing, and there were rumors that Bankman-Fried had fled to South America, which he denied. Okay. There's a lot more to this story than is capsulized in that little section, okay? This goes deep, and it's wild. Please look into it. Uh, in addition, at least $1 billion was lost... Uh, In addition to at least $1 billion lost, we also uncovered that FTX was involved in transactions with Ukraine. We also know that the now former CEO of FTX presented with Bill Clinton at a recent Clinton Global Initiative. If the Clintons are related to it, it has to be shady. And they are. Yeah. Wow. Today it was reported that the World Economic Forum scrubbed its webpage showing its connections to FTX. This morning, Money reported that the corrupt SDNY was investigating FTX. The Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office is investigating FTX, according to news reports Monday, following the failure of the cryptocurrency exchange that was once valued at more than $32 billion. Prosecutors at the Department of Justice's Southern District of New York have opened a probe, Reuters reported, citing an unnamed source. Reuters last week reported citing sources that at least $1 billion of customer funds has vanished from Bahamas-based FTX. The Wall Street Journal also reported that prosecutors in Manhattan, U.S. Attorney's Office, have opened an investigation into a once-third largest crypto exchange. Biden's Department of Justice is corrupt beyond belief. The fact that that entity would be investigating FTX is shady beyond belief. Biden's DOJ, DOJ is the military arm of the corrupt Biden regime. Mm-hmm. FTX is connected to the Democrats, the Clintons, the World Economic Forum, and Ukraine. Biden's FBI and DOJ will never get to the bottom of the many corrupt connections to this company. I would say that if anything, they're not investigating it, they are burying it. Exactly. And making sure that nobody can ever find any evidence of the corruption. And that's what they're doing. Yep. Because that's what they do. That's what they've always done. That's what they've done with the Hunter Biden laptop. That's what they did with the Biden crime family. Yeah. Crap. This is that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Their their whole goal is to make up evidence against Trump and cover up evidence of corruption uh, of U.S. politicians. <clears throat> yeah. And this is going to be a tough one for them though because. Everybody already knows what the heck's going on. and those. Yeah, because even nerds, Mitch McConnell, whose co- GOP was taking money from yeah. FTX. They were even so, and, and the right. Yeah, Makes they absolutely sense. are. And that's the thing is that these people put out these, these campaigns and they promise, they give everybody great lip service. And then they're completely corrupt and debased. Yeah. And that's what that's what our country looks like right now. Yes. But um, hopefully we see progress today. Here's here's another example of that in this next story. Tom Emmer, 
pushes ESG, LGBTQ agenda, as he vies for House Majority Whip. Rep. Tom Emmer, who is a Republican out of Minnesota, who is vying for House Republican leadership, has voted for legislation that has advanced environmental, social, and governance, ESG initiatives, and received funding from Wall Street giant BlackRock. Wow. Emmer said last week he is running for House Majority Whip. This follows after he led the National Republican Congress Congressional Committee to an underwhelming midterm performance to take back the House majority from Speaker Nancy Pelosi. As House Republicans consider Emmer and other congressional Republicans' credentials for House Republican leadership, many conservatives and others have raised issues with Emmer's political agenda. Emmer, a member of the House Financial Services Committee, has received $5,000 this cycle from BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. Under Emmer, BlackRock has donated $15,000 to NRCC. In contrast, members, current members of the House Republican leadership, including House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, House Republican Whip Steve Scalise, House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik, and Republican Policy Committee Chairman Gary Palmer have not received donations from BlackRock this cycle. To, and I would just put add in there that they say this cycle, right. meaning they have in previous ones. To note, BlackRock's influence, the Wall Street asset manager, has donated 43.37% of House Republicans' candidates and 56.53% of House Democrat candidates. So right there, that goes to show you that at a minimum, at least almost 50% of Republicans are receiving money from BlackRock. And that's just one organization. Which means and of course, we all know that BlackRock is tied to the World Economic Forum and the globalists, and they promote leftist agendas, yep. climate change and diversity and all of this crap. And they're just nothing more than lobbyists. They also BlackRock is also tied to this FTX scandal. And, um, yeah, you know, our, our country was our country was bought and paid for and sold. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Highly corrupt. And this goes on, but it just, you know, this whole thing just goes to show how far and how deep the corruption in our government really goes. Across. Across the board. Yeah, really. Um, What a disgrace. And I look at these numbers, and sometimes I'm surprised. 5,000, I think... 5,000, 10,000, 50,000. You always hear these numbers of people getting their pockets lined or it going to their campaign or whatever it might be. And in yeah. my head, maybe I'm naive, but I just think, shit, I wouldn't even do it for a million. These people are real fucking. These people have weak. no soul. They're weak. I don't even know that it's the weak as much as it is that they're just. They're greedy. Or maybe, maybe they just realize that if they don't play the game, they have. No foot in the door. I, I don't know. But we need to start putting an end to this. And I know Josh has talked a lot about, you know, we need to put an end to lobbying. Yeah. Yeah. Josh we absolutely this. do. We we need to we need to tighten the belt around these people and and cut off their funding. Yeah, Josh wrote his um his his amendments constitutional amendments yeah <laughs> and they're really great we should actually we yeah. should yeah they're really good and it involves yeah. that kind of thing 
So, yeah, it's just and it's sickening when we see this. But these are the people that we are voting for. And and we don't really have much of a choice because right. And so when you've got your primaries, you get somebody who's good and wholesome that runs. They don't they don't get the votes. Right. Yeah. There's there's cheating that goes on even in the primaries to get a certain candidate in there. And then, so we don't really, all we have is the illusion of some kind of choice. And a small percentage really, of good patriots. Right. We really have no choice. These are people that are selected to be our leaders. We're not, and that's not how this was set up. This is not what our country was founded on. We were supposed to elect our own representatives, but these people don't represent they don't us. see it like that. They they always refer to themselves as our leaders, and it pisses me off when they do that. Yep. Let's see. Patriots in Arizona call for a legitimate midterm election on December 6th, so we'll see what happens in Arizona. Maybe they'll have another election in a month or less than a month. There is actually precedent for this from what I was reading in this article, so it's interesting. Wow. And that's what needs to happen. So they could actually get there. Good. I hope it does happen. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, this is a weird one, Andrea. Yeah, this was really interesting. Uh, did you want me to take it or do you want Please to? Please do. Okay, this was an article that I found on National News. Illegal aliens are now climate migrants, according to globalists pushing population replacement scheme. So what what's happening is you have the globalists keep changing the definitions of things. So we're not calling them illegal immigrants anymore, illegal aliens. We're now calling them climate migrants. The globalists are hellbent upon transforming the United States and Europe into brown and black countries. And they have figured out a way to do so under the guise of fighting climate change. Instead of calling them illegal aliens or even just migrants, the globalists are now going with the term climate migrants. That, the sounds... implication here is that these people are having to flee their native lands to invade the U.S. and Europe because of global warming. That sounds racist. <laughs> or it, it sounds, does sound it sounds extremely racist. Doesn't oh, it sound it's discriminatory? Super. Yeah, it absolutely does. The World Economic Forum, along with the WEF type journalist Gaia Vance and others like her, are all pushing the climate migrant narrative in a desperate attempt to ensure the U.S. and Europe are transformed into non-white melting pots before their citizens figure out the scheme and resist. The clock is ticking, especially now that we are reaching the pinnacle of the information age. The globalist facade of transformational benevolence is quickly losing its luster, so now they are resorting to even more climate climate rhetoric. Resist the globalist agenda at all costs. Earlier this year, listen to this. The WEF announced that the plan is to usher another 200 million climate refugees into the West by the year 2050. If this is not achieved, this will create a risk to global stability, the globalist entity threatened. The World Bank, another globalist-controlled entity, threw out a similar but slightly higher number of 216 million climate migrants including 86 million just from sub-Saharan Africa that will need to flood the West by mid-century in order to keep the globalist plot on schedule. I mean, this just goes on. And I, I mean, 
That's creepy. Um, wow. Climate yeah. migrants. We are systematically being replaced. And they want to get, so they do this. They change the definitions of words. They change the meanings of things. They um, create their own language to get people used to this. I guarantee you that in two or three years, everybody will be familiar with the term climate migrant. I think what's going to happen with the term climate migrant is it's going to be derogatory, derogatorily used. There's very good possibility of that, but um, I still think that the majority of people will be familiar with that word. That's so They're going to keep pushing it. Climate, the climate is weird, this whole situation. Um, California County announces end of daytime police patrols, citing catastrophic staffing issues. Not just in California, I know my community and Washington State has staffing issues with their police and fire as well. Uh, We're seeing this all over the country. Ever since um, defund the police happened and um, Mm -hmm. police became second-class citizens with the rest of us. Um, Well, and they demonize them. They demonize them indeed, and a lot of people couldn't handle it. They're out of there because why would they stay there? Right. They don't um, they don't want to be subjected to the kind of bullshit that they're going to be subjected to from the public and stuff. And, yeah, and it's it's like the noose is tightening around the neck of our police officers and our civil servants. And it's I don't blame them for not wanting to be there. No, I couldn't do it 10 years ago. I couldn't do it. No. I was thinking about getting into the police force and I looked at it and I did ride alongs and I met officers and I looked really what's the job about. And I'm like. This is too corrupt for me. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? Hell no. And now the crime's even higher. Um, I I look back on it and I was in the same boat. You know, when I was in my early 20s, um, I was going back to school and I was going to study criminal justice. And I wanted a career in law enforcement. That's what I wanted to do. And looking back on it now, I'm glad that I didn't take that path. You know, I had um, some tall blonde guy, blonde guy walk into my life and, you know, derailed my school plans <laughs> so to get married. <laughs> but um, yeah, I look back on it and I'm thankful that I didn't. Me too. But it was something that, you know, it's unfortunate the climate that our police officers have to live in Seriously, and my heart man. goes out to them. Mine too. Anybody who's able to do that job and mm-hmm. do half decent at it, I'm, I commend you because we need these officers out there in our communities. And yeah. I know a couple of officers in my neighborhood and uh, chit chat yeah. and this and that and respect them and do all this because it's really important. Unfortunately, cops aren't. There are bad ones out there, though, and that's the sad part, you know. Well, good cops aren't allowed to uphold the law. Drugs are allowed to run rampant in these states. It's just another part of the freaking chess game that they're playing, which is destabilizing our communities. But I think we're going to start seeing this ramp up, you know, as as this agenda continues and more and more people leave the police force. You know, we're going to start seeing because they're not able to recruit new people. Yeah. Everybody looks at it and they're like, why would I want any, especially for the wages that they get paid? Because honestly, our police officers are way underpaid. 
And they're over. To put up with the crap that they have to put up with. I don't blame them for not wanting to take early retirement mm-hmm. and then get, in, get to, out. And... and then they're asked to work overtime every week, too, and all this stuff. It's like they, I mean, when you add it overtime, and and this, they do make a tons of money, some of them, after they're experienced and they work overtime. But that's yeah. no life to live. You can't work 70 hour work weeks and expect to have a good life work balance. Come on. Work please half as much, get twice as many in there, have a nice balanced society of you know an actual balanced society i guess that's the best way to this put it. just goes to show that our our society as a whole is crumbling and we need to find a way of stopping the snowball absolutely hopefully we see because it, it, it's going to keep growing downhill and get bigger and eventually smash into a wall <laughs> and yeah i think about the possible pathways we take from here and man there's uh they don't look real pretty do they well one of them's just really pretty and amazing and sunshiny and uh hopium filled and the other's dark and deathly and full of despair and then there's all the ones in between but yeah. uh, you know we'll just have to ride the road and see where we go um this is kind of funny i liked this this maybe is kind of old news, but I wanted to talk about it because shit gets too heavy. I don't want to get too heavy, and this is kind of funny, but also depressing. So let's look in the middle. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, went onto Twitter um, yesterday morning and tweeted, Let's be clear. President Biden has the legal authority to cancel student debt. Republican officials need to get out of the way so Americans can get this much-needed relief. that's wrong (laughs) that's wrong and twitter came forward or readers on twitter said or twitter put up put a little thing below it and it says readers added context they thought people might want to know quote experts disagree on whether the president can authorize widespread debt cancellation through an executive order politifact uh source below quote the eighth court the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals in October temporarily blocked the student loan forgiveness program in response to an emergency motion, cbsnews.com referenced. Did you find this helpful? Rate it. So we all know it is unconstitutional for President Biden to cancel student debt, which is why it was canceled and why they're no longer taking uh, people's applications. applications. Yeah, they've removed it from their website, I believe, even. Yeah, and this is exactly what you're talking about with the disinformation going out there. And it's not just organizations and fake news agencies. It's individuals like Pocahontas here with a check mark next to her name with authority who goes and spews bullshit like this. And people read and they're ma- manipulative, manipulate, malleable, and they believe it. And it's bad, which is great that I'm seeing this on Twitter. It really, it really makes me a little bit giddy and makes me feel like the truth is going to be more prevalent. But I think some people are so far left. They see this and they're like, Elon Musk is just a trumpet. This is propaganda. Bullshit. No. Uh, uh, pay my student well, debt. And that's because people don't have any concept on how to think for themselves. They have no idea how so, to think for themselves or how to... I think that's just the extreme. Determine. The loud, screeching extreme. Uh, even though I think a lot of people but, do not understand... I would say that there's probably a good majority of Americans, yeah. especially the younger g- generations who have absolutely no idea how our government works or how it's supposed to work. I'll even go to say the older generations too. I I would agree with that. 
Um, because no. they don't teach civics in school anymore. They don't teach American government. What you what you get as far as civics lessons or American government lessons are very rudimentary at best. We have a constitution. These are the three branches of government. Yeah, well, um, when we went to school, think about how rudimentary a civics course was. Okay, it's basically yeah. an introduction crash course into the basics. Uh, and you could probably skate by without actually knowing anything. And then yeah, think about the baloney woke culture now and what a civics class would look like. You get all the brainwashing crap at the same time and make sure you use the right pronouns and, you know, don't you, you know, you could use any litter box you want and all this. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just think I was just my point is it's worse today than it was. And it wasn't even great with us. No, it, it absolutely wasn't. I, it wasn't great with my my mom's generation, you know, and my mom's in her seventies. So it's been an absolute education has been a scam since the beginning with the freaking rollout yeah. and the whole agenda behind it. That's a fact. It's a good conspiracy yeah. to go down the Rockefellers, huh? And, and that's the that's the beautiful part about homeschooling is oh, that yeah. I can actually teach my child civics and my child. You know, with what I've taught my child in regards to the government and stuff like that, I would say that my 11-year-old has probably has a better understanding of how our government works than a lot of 20-year-olds. He probably, like, sees stuff and is just like, what, what the fuck? Because I, he sees stuff like this, you know, and, and he sits here in my office with me and stuff, and he, he likes to sit with me in the mornings when I'm going through the news and stuff, and he sees that, and he's like, they can't do that. <laughs> you know um and he's like joe biden can't do that i'm like you're right he can't i'm like but they are they're pretending and to. they're tricky he understands so he understands you know and it doesn't take a whole lot of thought on his part because it's something that you know i've educated him on and so even if your kids aren't getting it in school there's no reason why you you know if you don't want to homeschool and you want to send your kids to public school there's a level of education that can still happen at home Absolutely. where you can fill in those gaps so yeah, at the very least do that yeah and having a good enough relationship to be able to go that deep with um and I don't I'm not a parent but I'm just kind of from a from a student perspective. <laughs> yeah, I was a child and I have parents. Um, <laughs> I would say that having that relationship with your family to where you could say, hey, what did you do at school today? And, oh, well, did you know this, this, and this? And just to have that strong communication is extremely important. You know, this is yeah. where our community gets its drive. Uh, you know, is... we have difficult conversations and stuff in front of our son. And the beauty of it is, is if he doesn't understand something, he asks questions and we encourage that. Absolutely. You know, so I'm not afraid to have those conversations in front of my kid. Yeah. And if he doesn't understand it and he doesn't want to ask questions, that's fine. At some point he will. Yeah. Because he wants to be part of that conversation too. Yeah. And there's so much wonder to the world. Right. And he says a lot of really dumb things. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> I'm just like, it's great because so it gives I. me an opportunity. <laughs> it gives me the opportunity to tell him, well, no, that's not really right. You're completely off base there. Yeah, well, I'm almost 30. I'm about to be 30. And that's kind of like, I say stupid stuff all the time. I think that we never stop learning. And that's okay to say <laughs> stupid stuff. Own it. Learn. Move yeah. on. Be wrong. It's okay to yeah. be wrong. People have forgotten that. It's okay yeah. to be wrong. Right. <laughs>
it's an opportunity for learning. I we were just having this conversation last night. I was like, you know what? Quit telling me you're sorry. Just be just learn from it and move on. <laughs> don't be sorry. Just don't be stupid and mess it up next time. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do anything <laughs> you need to be sorry for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, yeah. let's okay. Let's uh let's let's try to speed through these. I I I only have to. I, we don't have a ton left here, honestly. I mean, it's we've oh. got Zelensky calling for peace. Now this in the Ukraine, after FTX got caught funneling millions of dollars to yeah. you know Democrats, like, all of a sudden, I, I think what happened is the Democrats called him up and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> you need to take the pressure off of us. Call for peace." Something happened. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're going to tell Putin where you're at, and we're going to have him bomb your ass. And then, of course, <laughs> it'll be over. Of course, they come out, and Ukraine's like. Hey, yeah, not only do we want peace, but um, Russia wants wants to pause to replenish its forces, just so you guys know. Um, and I'm like, really, Ukraine? Why are you telling us about what Russia wants? Why can't Russia tell us what they want? And then, I guess today, breaking news, uh, Russia launched around 100 missiles on Ukraine Tuesday. Yeah, they did. They just really hammered them today. And so, so much for a break. Uh, fake news much? <laughs> yeah, really. That's really what it boils down to. Holy moly. But, right. uh, yeah. As for uh, health, there was a survey that was done. Reveals mass mental illness in Generation Z with yeah. 57% of young people now taking medication just to cope. This is I something was that goes through my head a lot. Floored by this. Not medication. So, yeah. It says, after facing two and a half years of lockdowns, restrictions, fear, propaganda, isolation, and harmful mandates, the young and aspiring Generation Z are dealing with severe mental health conditions. An analysis conducted by Harmony Healthcare finds that millions of young adults are dealing with new mental health problems that were brought on during the COVID-19 scandal. I would also add that there's more propaganda that's attributing to this Climate as depression. Well. <clears throat> and transgender. Yeah, climate all depression. Of it. That's be the yeah, climate thing. depression. Yeah. <laughs> according, to the, <laughs> according to the Pew Research Center, Generation Z represents a generation between 1997 and 2012, which encompasses approximately 68 million young people wow. ages 10 to 25. Oh the latest God. survey finds that 42% of Generation Z now struggle with mental health problems, and many of these issues are treated with daily therapy and medications. Mm -hmm. These problems include anxiety disorders, attention deficit hyperactivity disorders, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder. You want to know my theory on this? If you, we can Hold finish. up. So it says 80% deal with bouts of depression and 90% deal with anxiety on a daily basis. I believe this is just me, not a doctor, just an average Joe. You know, I think that mental illness is actually a lot lower, but the contributing factors are number one, they're giving medicine in the first place for things like yep. my child's hyper. Oh, here, take this pill, take that pill. And this causes more issues later not just that medication but any medication that anybody's taking that has chemicals and bullshit in it that they get addicted to and then they go jumping around that is yep. the cause of this and that's why i will not touch anything i don't take anything except pure supplements and vitamins and natural shit yep. i walk around in public 
and I see these crazy people and I could tell, oh, that person's on this drug. That person's on this drug. This person's probably on that drug. And, oh, that person's probably on, you know, um, that sleeping medication where they turn into zombies. And I see all these crazy people around me. And you just never know who around you is on these drugs. And it's fascinating to walk around and just knowing this percentage of Gen Z is on drugs. Um, and I saw a statistic too, where it's a lot of times these mental health issues are more prominent on the left leaning individuals. So I think maybe this propaganda and the things that they're taking in probably affect their psychology as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, when we talk about psychological warfare, we have to remember that our kids are subjected to this stuff. Yeah. And um, I see so many people are like, oh, well, my kid has ADHD or my kid has ADD. And I, I had when my son went to public school for a very, very brief period of time. It was like half a school year when he was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And um, the school teachers tried to tell me that he had ADD. I go, no, he doesn't. He's got five-year-old boy syndrome. That's what yeah. his problem is. He is a five-year-old boy. He does not want to sit for six plus hours in a classroom. Yeah. It's like, make him run to that tree and back and tell me he has ADD after that when he's... When I first started homeschooling him, you know, people were like, oh, I don't know how you do that when your kid has ADD. I'm like, my kid doesn't have ADD. My kid has, he's a five-year-old little boy and he has massive amounts of energy. And so we would do schoolwork for 15 minutes and then he would go play for five or 10 minutes and burn off some of his energy. And then we would come back and sit down and do sport. And you know what? It worked great. And the older he's gotten, the more he can focus the longer for longer times. Yeah. Um, now I can have him sit and do school for two hours That's how before I he wants to take a break. That's how I have to do my work. I have to work. And then I need, I need flexibility because I'm going to, do that same thing i'm gonna run away and disappear for five minutes and do some weird shit and then i'll be back but right and they just want these kids to be drugged and zombies that'll just sit there and take orders and i was never gonna do that to my kid i i just i'm not and i hear people all the time you know i have friends of mine they're like oh my kid has add i'm like seriously they're like oh they need medication i'm like no they don't they need to burn off energy let your kids play outside. Let them be kids. Yeah. What's wrong with being hyper? Right. And so many of these pharmaceuticals. Now, I I did legitimately know a child when I was a kid. And, I'm, you know, so a long time ago. Um, that legitimately had ADHD. Um, this little boy had all kinds of problems. And he was, he was not right. He was on medication, and when he was on his medication, he acted like a normal little boy. Was he autistic like he did or something? The, or like, uh, did he have autism? Or No, he he legitimately had ADHD. Just super hyper, huh? Oh, my gosh. This kid, you couldn't control him. And, hmm. you know, it was um, when, when he was on his medication, he wasn't a zombie. He was a normal little boy that did normal little boy things, played with the other kids well, um, but his ADA, I'm, I remember watching him when he was not on his medication, he would, um, tear at his own skin and his hair. And I mean, he legitimately had, I, I do believe, I don't know though. 
I'm skeptical. I, a lot of times, I think that some of this stuff, honestly, is caused from vaccine injuries. Mm, or other I think problems. a lot of this stuff is is pharmaceutically induced. Yeah, from the beginning. Wow. From the beginning. Very, we could, yeah, and we know some truth behind vaccines, so that very well could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I definitely think they push it a lot more than what it actually is. And I think that they, they take normal healthy children I, who have normal healthy energy levels and zombify them by giving them this medication because pharmaceutical companies are a for-profit company company i think we wouldn't have a lot of the things we see today if it weren't for vaccines i think we would be I, it would be I rare to see too. some kind of disorder yep yeah because a lot of this stuff none of this stuff existed prior to pharmaceuticals you know. True. I yeah. Know. I don't know. It's interesting. I'd love to get a doctor on the subject. Maybe we could get... Um... And, and this is only based off of my own research. Um, I've done a lot of research on the pharmaceutical industry um, for my own health purposes or reasons. Mm-hmm. But what I have read and what I've discovered is not pretty when it comes to that. yeah sorry about that um at least at least deputy health ministers coming out and asking questions about the covid vaccines because it's obvious so that's a little bit of good news there out of italy um i'm gonna end with a video here in a second just after a couple just goodbyes from andrea and i um sorry if i have a little background noise getting ready to get going here but um andrea thanks for joining me again and uh we have a big day ahead of us tune in tonight to hear what what trump has to say live tonight andrea do you have any final words then i'll play a video that is uh something we might hear tonight and it wouldn't be the best case scenario but it's pretty funny and we just want to (laughs) i want to end on a laugh so we'll watch this video let's let's just end on a laugh everybody have you know happy tuesday and uh Make sure you turn in tonight to the Daily Dose. Yeah, I will warn you, if you're listening to the audio loudly, this does have an unpleasant sound in the middle of the video. If you want to turn it down just a little bit as to not blow your eardrums out, that'd be great. Thank you, Yay, so much. Thank you, Red Pill family, everybody. Yay donated a diamond. She says, what do you two think of a new party announcement, possibly? I don't know. I haven't really given that much thought. I don't know. I know we've got a two-party system. That's obviously not working. Yeah. Um, you know, adding another party. It, until we can get rid of the real problem, which are the lobbyists and the NGOs and things like that. I don't know that adding, in my opinion, not adding a new party is just going to open the door to corruption for them too. And I think my expectations are higher than just a new party announcement for tonight. I don't think yeah. that's enough for me personally. Uh, Left Maryland, thank you for the $2. You're late. Morning all, late again. That's okay. Better late than never. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and for donating or following. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, We'll see you tonight during the Daily Dose. And after the Daily Dose tonight, we do have our Zoom questions and answers with Josh. Uh, I'll go in there tonight, too, as well. I know I've been kind of absent lately. I've just been so exhausted and busy just from sunrise to sunset. I've just had to take that time for myself lately. But I'll be there tonight. Can't wait to see you all. Enjoy this video. We'll see you soon. Take care. God bless.
and God speed. The corrupt establishment hates me because I don't answer to them. I answer to you. Volunteers of America, Volunteers of America, Volunteers of America.